I can't believe what? that after last week's chat about Cavisham Bridge, that and it getting confused, Hugh getting confused with Reading Bridge. What did I do? You got confused. I got confused, and I put a photo of Reading Bridge on Facebook oh. and on the I podcast you itself. Out on it you did. As well, you but did. You tried to style it out and say you'd done it on purpose. I styled it out brilliantly. Mm. Uh, everybody believed me. I thought I'd explained it really well. It, yeah. Rach explains it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we go? Let's do it. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant, Did you see brilliant. the one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant. Hello! Hello. I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemmer. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 66 of the Real Reading Podcast. Due to technical difficulties, I'm reading off last week's script. Scri- script, script. So, just my, this has been a bad morning. This has not been a good morning. Is it morning. too early for you? It's not too early. It's just I've got two laptops and they're both broke. Oh. So I'm now using Hughes, and God knows how we're ever going to get this out. But we'll see. This could be some absolute gold this week that no one will ever hear. This is a very high. There's a very high percentage of laptops in this room. <laughs> there is. There's more laptops than people. people. <laughs> like twice as many. <laughs> Surrounded. <laughs> I hope they don't rise. No, I hope, no. Well, I was going to say I hope they don't rise up. They're not just all hibernating and then they're going to. You might have to just go back to good old pen and paper, Tom. I don't remember what. How does that work? I'll have to write a letter and send it to our. <laughs> they could be listeners. like they could be like transformers, like transformers cast offs. So like laptops in disguise. You got the sports car. <laughs> I got the laptop. And if there's ever a, a battle where anyone oh. needs to make a spreadsheet. <laughs> Which one is the Optimus Prime? Um, this big beast here, isn't it? I think it? that might be it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. silver, shiny and silver. I think I've got a little bit of gum on mine, but anyway. Oh. Um, okay, so there's no interview this week, as uh, this has all been thoroughly well planned out, listeners. Um, but we do have the usual features, including a fact of the week. Yes. Rachie's fact it. of the week. Yeah. Sorry, I've got to give it its full title. Rachie's fact of the week. Yep. And uh, Fort explains it all, and I have no idea what it's about. What is it about, Hugh? <laughs> We're going to talk about traffic. Oh, oh yes. yes! It's Fort oh, Bingo. Oh God, is it the IDR? Fingers crossed. It's the whole of Reading. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, I shall it? literally explain it all later. Um, <laughs> I've got to be honest, Hugh. We haven't got that long. Uh, okay. Well, well, we have to condense. It's very. It's a, it's a pretty simple <laughs> concept. It's just, okay. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. There. Job done. Yeah. Done. Good. Well done. See, um, see you next week. See you. Bye. <laughs> in the meantime, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with us. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. That was marvellous, as ever. Um, it never changes. Yeah, in, this, in this bit here, I'm supposed to um, have something to talk about, which I've not prepared. However, on Saturday, I went out with some friends of Hughes. Did and boy, you? did they tell me some stories about when you used to work. Was it the Royal Mail post room you used to work in? No. The post room of somewhere? Yes. Where was it? We worked at um, the mobile 
uh, phone company three. Oh, okay. Which is in a gloriously named building in Reading called Great Brigham's Mead. Where's that? Um, opposite the Vastero Roundabout. So, okay. Oh, opposite TGI's. TGI's. Yes. Also, lunch times were good. Lunch times were all right. Yeah. yeah. Every day's a Friday. Yes. God, it was a long time I worked there. Ago, I worked there. <laughs> I worked there. I left there in two thousand and three. Wow. Oh, gosh. That is yeah. And became the famous reporter that you now are. Eventually, yeah. yeah I went and worked in another post room briefly, which oh, is really? even worse than that one. Did you think that was going to be your career for a while? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorting mail. <laughs> no, I didn't. I eventually discovered something called self-belief. And ah. I decided that... The... That is somebody's job, though. Hugh. Yeah, come so on. But don't don't bit, be disparaging. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Sorry, <laughs> yes. It is indeed, yeah. But it was... We've alienated a few readers there. Yeah, good. Readers, listeners. Um, so were you doing a little tour of Reading's yes, finest establishments? Yes, we went to some of Reading's finest establishments. Where'd um, you go? Who'd you see? Started at Double Barreled. Oh yeah, I've went, not been there no, yet. No, you should, it's great. That's the one down Portman Road. Yes, it is, it is. It's very Why good. did you look above my head then? Because uh, it's, ra- no, it's raining. Oh. It's just started raining. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I thought my hair had gone more crazy. <laughs> no, 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 Less, not, not as cray-cray, it's uh, just raining. Okay. Um, yeah, so we went to, they've been on the podcast. They're great. Then we went to Nags Head. They've also been on the podcast. They're great. Then we went to the Castle Tap, which has a big garden, which I didn't realise. Castle Tap on Castle Hill. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, so that was that was quite nice in there. That was good. And then we went to Brewdog, and then we went to the Strobe Light Honey Bar under um, Seven Bone Burger. It's not what you think. That sounds really dodgy. It's not. It's just Say a... Say again. It's called Strobe Light Honey. Strobe Light Honey? Yes. Under where? Under, where? under the you... Seven Bone Burger. Where's that? On St Mary's Butts. I believe that used to be Harvey Floorbank. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> I think so. Wasn't was there that, a... next, that was next door. Certainly Harvey Floorbank was just in the vicinity <laughs> of that place. Wasn't there a... Gentlemen's Club. Club above yeah, that, there. that was smoking. That was a smoke. That was above Smoking Billy. What is now Smoking Billy's um, racks, ribs? What racks, are these places? I don't go out enough. Where have you been? Out, I don't. I don't even know. Yes, there was a there was a um, a, a dancey dancey club enough, above Coconut. Still, still there? Yes, yes. There was a dancey club above the Smoking dancey, Billy's. Dancey. Yeah, barbecue ribs and racks. Yeah. Very talented. Ladies. Yes, yes, of of fine standing. You liked it. Whoa! I thought it was. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> I was in uh, mid twenties. Can I just go back to what we were speaking about briefly earlier? You on? can. I didn't want to cast aspersions on people who work in post rooms. Uh, <laughs> oh, what I meant was, you, I subtly moved that on to remove. What I meant was, as I had a qualification of a journalist, and having left there. What started working towards becoming a journalist rather than working there for two years. But you were working with words Sorry. in the post room? Yeah, true. This is Letters. true. Yeah. Uh-huh. I sent some amazing emails to people asking them where they sat. When we had mail them. for them and I didn't know who they were. That was uh, a large crux of the job. So, uh, oh Part yes. Part of the job, right? Not crux, on, that doesn't make any sense. 
on this on this trip as well as a couple of other guys, a couple who listen to the podcast uh, and managed to also get some some new guests to come up. We're going to have uh, the ukulele, the guy that runs the ukulele band. He's going to come on and be a guest in the next few weeks. Is he going to play oh, the ukulele? Cool. Uh, he may well do. I don't know. I would I suggest w- he should. I will ask him. Um, Where, which whereabouts are they based? Uh, I can't remember. Is there a few ukulele? I think in yes, or? but I think it might all go through the same person. I've seen the one that's based in Son in Common. Of course there's one in Son in Common. Of course there is. I've seen them perform. Really? Hmm. So yeah, so it was just a, a really pleasant evening. Absolutely nice. delightful. And got to see some of Reading, which was good, which I've not I've not done I've not done a bit of a not been to any pubs in Reading for quite some time, which is very unlike me, so it was nice to mm. reacquaint myself with some of them, which was which was good fun. So uh, thanks guys. It's Rachel's Fact of the Week time. Reading Fact of the Week. Rach. Yep. Back to the week. What yep. have we got? I see you have done some research. A little bit of research. Um, I'm going to talk about Burberry's this week. Burberry? As yeah. in what the the youths and the Green Mile people wear when they go to fight? Do you mean the Green Street people? The Green Street. The Green Mile. Not the Green Mile. <laughs> the green entirely mile. different film. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a, a very a magic man who film. lives in a prison. <laughs> yeah. That was an entirely different film. That, that yeah. is. You mean Green Street? Yes, Green Street. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, I think Burberry has perhaps become associated with a different group of people. Why are you skirting around the issue? Years. Because I don't want to say something... Okay. Chat. Fact of the week, Rach, let's go. Yeah. So Burberry's used to be have a factory in Reading on... Who did they? Mill, Mill, Road, Mill Street? Mill somewhere. Basically where the Oracle and before that where the bus no, station okay. was. Over there. I picked this one because my mum used to work there as a seamstress. Um, so just to give you a bit of history about it. That um, a guy called Thomas Burberry who was from Basingstoke or Amazingstoke. <laughs> as I like to call it. Is that what they like to call They're, it isn't I'd it? I'd imagine yeah. so. Yeah. Also Blazingstoke. <laughs> <laughs> so he invented... Um, a waterproof fabric called I don't how do you say that do you reckon? Gabardine. Gabardine? Gabardine. Gabardine. Anyway, so he invented this waterproof fabric and he set up his factory in 1856. Um, and he was making clothes for some well known explorers. Um, so there were one, uh, well Roald Amundsen. Oh, Have you heard of him? No, he's not one on my list. No, but he was the first man to reach the, the South Pole. Oh, was in he? 1911. He's not on my big list also, of famous explorers that I have. You know this one. Go on. Um, he also made clothing for Ernest Shackleton. I've heard of Shack. The Shack, yeah. Old Hunley and Palmer's Biscuits. <laughs> he went He went full of Reading Clobber, didn't he, to the... To the he had biscuits and he had... He did. He, had, he was full on repping, as the kid would, kids would say. Shackleton was repping. He was repping. <laughs> what, what I hadn't kind of twigged, which makes sense now, is that Burberry, one of the things it's most famous for, is the, the trench coat, the raincoat. Oh, right. You know, like the belted with the, oh, yes. with the collar and everything. And My mother has one. We've got so, a couple. Of, well, my mum so, and dad have from the so day. my mother used to have one. They're, they're worth a lot of money, I think. But um, they were originally invented for when it was the First World War. They asked Burberrys to design clothing for the the, the yeah. servicemen who were in the trenches 
that was warm and waterproof, and that's what he designed. And I just haven't really oh, tweaked the no. trench coat. Was the actual trenches what they wore in the trenches? Wow! Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Well, it's quite interesting, isn't that it? Is really you looked at. I almost yeah. believed that you were interested. Oh then. no, I was. So I've learned two things: that, that Shackleton was repping Reading. He was. And that Trent a bottle of cock sauce. He, he, he must. Obviously, I suspect had. he possibly. Possibly on a belt from one shoulder to the other on a sash. You just from Yeah. He <laughs> tried to plant some Sutton seeds yes. at the Antarctic <laughs> whilst he was there. These will grow. These are some sunflowers in yeah. the snow. Whilst also carrying a barrel of Courage Best on a sled yeah. pulled by husky dogs. A St Bernard with his little, uh, yes. his little tank in it. <laughs> Courage Best in it. Yeah. Thanks, Rach. That was probably my most favourite fact of the week was so far it? that no yes. one's ever going to hear. My favourite so, fact of the week this what? week. What? <laughs> it's your best fact this morning? Yeah, this week. This week? Oh. Yes. It's oh. Tuesday. That's yeah, two whole days. <laughs> um, okay, thanks, guys. Uh, that is the end of part one. In part two, we will be back with Hugh and his something about transport. Stay with us. It's probably going to be okay. This is Fort Explains It All. Hey Hugh, there's your jingle. Uh, what have you got to tell? Rach, just try and, you're looking a little tired. Am I? Just try and stay awake. Okay. S- stay awake through this. I'm, Listener, I'm pleased bear, by the build up you're giving bear me. Bear with us. I can really feel everything getting <laughs> the excitement rising <laughs> as if I'm, I'm now going to drone on for 15 minutes and be in a monotone. Let know, me get comfortable. In a monotone <laughs> monologue. Can we get some cushions in here, please? Slurp of coffee. Can we get some cushions? Right, Hugh. Why why have you turned the mute button on? (laughs) It was always on. Let's go. In a jaunty voice to keep it. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, we're going to talk about the traffic in Reading and what Reading Borough Council is hoping to do about it. Okay. And the first thing they're hoping to do about it is they have launched what they call one one of the biggest consultations the council has ever done into how to eventually not necessarily solve the traffic problem in Reading, but certainly to improve the situation with regards to traffic in Reading. Um, Is it monorail? It's not, not monorail. It could be monorail. Could be. Not ruling out. Been, oh, nothing is okay. being ruled out at this stage. So okay, we could have, I'll throw that one into monorail. the council hat. Yeah. We could have monorail, although it's never been mentioned until this point. <laughs> but let's not rule it out. And we've mentioned it a lot. Yeah. Um, so they are asking everyone in Reading for their views on what can be done to improve the situation with regards to traffic and with regards to air quality in Reading um, for a consultation. Obviously, there are there are ideas that w- are being put to people, such as a congestion charge. Yeah. workplace parking levy which is essentially park charging companies who have car parks where their people where their staff drive to work um, in, in an attempt which of their money is then raised to improve yeah. the network uh, looking at cycling looking at buses looking at everything every aspect of of the traffic in Reading with regard with and the aim is to then put together its transport plan until 2036 um to try to do things to alleviate these these fairly fairly serious problems, you know, 
for a start, everyone, you know, traffic jams are irritating. Also, they affect the local economy because things are late, big deliveries are late, and stuff like that. And people can't get to where they're supposed to go. Um, there's serious air quality issues in places like Oxford Road, um, so that affects that affects people just walking down the street um, and people who live there, and all these things need to be improved drastically, reduced drastically. Not improved. Yep. We don't want to improve the <laughs> make it make it more worse. Has uh, the congestion charge in London has that actually improved the situation? Because I thought I'd read recently that it hadn't really changed a great deal. I don't. I, I don't. No, know. I can't say. I know I that either. The congestion charge in Reading that they certainly what they talked about initially, and nothing is in the nothing is in the uh, nothing is certain. Nothing has been decided. But they talked initially about introducing it for certain vehicles, and it's vehicles who who are essentially just driving through Reading, mm. avoiding the M4 or avoiding the A34. Um, so they just try to make ab- a load of noise, create a load of pollution, and then go to the M4 at Junction 11. I have absolutely no idea why you would decide that going through Reading was better than the M4 or the A34. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> well, Reading, Reading is slow, um, yeah. but the A34 and the M4 could be true. Closed very or, true. Or very true. clogged with miles of Wait, I can't think where you would... Come off the A4 or the M4, na- apparently, from Oxford... And they cut through Reading rather than going... No, I mean where you would draw the circle for a congestion charge. Like, where would the boundaries for that be? Who knows? knows? It can produce some pretty radical ideas. Um, But the major problem... I went to a briefing about this yesterday. The major problem that Reading faces is that they need to to really make... Most people who drive into Reading don't live in Reading. 86%, I think it was... Um, live outside the, um, the the borough boundaries. Right. So, you know, well, I'm not talking like miles away, like Wokingham, yeah. uh, South Oxfordshire, West Berkshire. Um, so they're driving to Reading, sit in the traffic jam, park their car. Um, and these are the people who they're very keen to try to persuade to use alternatives. But So they're talking about park and rides, yeah. but there's no way ready to put a park and ride it would be pointless putting a parking ride in Reading because it's so small yes um, we've got a few haven't we some on the outskirts so yeah they're all on the outskirts that's what they're saying there's, there's some in Wokingham that people use um, they want to have some in South Oxfordshire uh, sort of somewhere near Sonning Common but they can't decide they can't do that because it's not yeah it's up to so South they have to work with South Oxfordshire to try to persuade them like this whole problem with the third bridge which is the one the one thing they really see is making a massive difference they, so they can only build one end of it I, I get the feeling that they actually can, sorry they can't even build one end of it because this is woke <laughs> so. I get the feeling that the, the, the solution to all of this really is that we march on South Oxfordshire and take it for Berkshire <laughs> yeah. much like we learned last week in the Civil War <gasps> another battle of yeah. whatever the new bridge is called yeah just let's just let's just let's get all take right. up arms and go for South Oxfordshire okay yeah I think they're talking about looking at the bigger picture and everyone working together. I'm looking at the think, bigger picture. I don't think Reading is, uh, you know, militarising towards uh, <laughs> I could be wrong. But that's... The, the bridge, if they did it... I don't know. Am I right in thinking it's when you come down Caversham Park Road yeah. and it's kind of straight over where the, the yeah. rowing lakes and things are and it comes out... At yeah. the beginning of the A329. Yeah, Thames Valley Park would be one end. But I that think. would be, yeah, because at so, the minute, if you're coming from north 
of Reading, you have to yeah. either go down the King's Road or through Sonning to get there, both of which are hideous. Yeah. Yes. Sonning, is, Sonning is awful. I'm sure you get a lot of support from people living there and around there. I always think um, that Sonning is a really like a beautiful village the houses are lovely and worth a fortune and yet you've just yeah. got a car park outside <laughs> your front door every day door all day every day um, so yeah there's a huge bigger picture issue but um, yeah so there's consultation going on they want as many people to take part it's running until the end of sep- to the middle of September um, which is quite long for a consultation they're doing public events they're doing leafleting again and it's just to gauge ideas really it's to gauge people's views on some suggestions they've got but also you know radical out of the box thinking monorails shutting off the IDR making it I think monorail's gonna gonna stick do you? I think if anybody was interested in our episode about the monorail episode 12 I've just looked it up oh also, so these these events that, that, that are taking place, I think, are we so sort of go along, learn about things, and conscript yourself into the new Reading Army? I can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where are the consultations? When is there, is there something? They're on, on get, get ready. ready. They can tell you. I can't remember off the top of my head. Although, it's if there. we give him two seconds to look at his piece of paper while Rachel and I fill. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking, you know, after my success with the, the parking sitch near my house, yes. where the idea that I submitted is basically what they're doing, I like to think that is... Oh, have they finally come round to your way of thinking? Solely down to me. Yeah. <laughs> just because we Probably let you have... Probably not the thousands so, of other people so who said the exact same thing. So when you start your consultation thing. entry, you used to say, following my success. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm on a bit of a roll, I ought to go It's just because you think they listen to the half-hour rant we allowed you on this podcast. I did get a bit cross You really did. Didn't I? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but it worked. I stamped my feet and the... the there are a number of councillors listening to this podcast, as we're aware, so... It's the only thing in my life ever that I contacted the local councillor and said, I'm so, you're, I'm so cross! So you're basically so, one for one, 100%. Yeah. Wow, Yeah. magnificent. So, with regards to these uh, drop-in, drop-in events, there are five, all over Reading, um... Tuesday, August the 6th, between 3pm and 6.30pm, South Reading Community Hub. Um, August the 15th, 3pm to 7pm, Church House in Caversham. August 28th, 3pm to 7pm, Salvation Army in Reading West. Uh, September the 4th, the, the Reading Town Hall. Um, That'd be the that, one to go to. That's the one I'll, I'll probably pop along yeah. to and see what people are saying. And... Tuesday, September the 7th, 7am to 10am, Reading Station Forecourt. Ooh. So there's a couple in the town. town Great. You know, they've covered the fairly wide area of, of Reading for people to go to. With them, uh, it's all on the website. Um, as I say, leaflets and stuff. You know, they think that there should be a fairly reasonable turnout for this if it's, if, um, due to the fact that it's something that everyone gets affected by and everyone yeah. gets annoyed about um, and we will see what so they'll use all the feedback to put together the transport plan I imagine that they'll they, it, you know it's not like they're waiting to get all the feedback from everyone there will be some ideas they've already started work on the monorail yeah there will be some ideas going on within the, t- the, the transport department on how to put this plan together but having they in this briefing, they kept on mentioning our old friend, the East Reading MRT, yep. as a something that they couldn't do because they couldn't get support from it 
uh, from other councils, and also there was a big opposition. A to massive it. protest. They yeah. don't want more things like that. So is that the one along the river? Yes. Mm. So they don't want more things like that. They're they're costly and waste a lot of time, um, and so they're going to the people for their suggestions, and they will the transport plan will be moulded around. Okay. Great. What people say around what Rachel so, wants. I so. urge everyone to fill it in, and it's. Um, I don't think it's just open to people who live in Reading. I think it's open to people who work in Reading as well. People like me who work in Reading and live in live across the borders. Oh yeah, because you're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't travel at big times. So what? As a commuter who parks in Central Reading, what what would encourage you not to do that? Well, I. Um, the, the buses in the buses where I am don't work in terms of getting me into town. Certainly for my early shift, I'd, I would be I think late for it most days, or, or have to get the bus at something like I don't know the very first bus, which is would get me here hours early. <laughs> um, I I would I'm, I'm looking to get into cycling again. I've got a bike. And I need to go and practice around the village uh, because I'm a bit wobbly. For about five, for about <laughs> you need some stabilisers. It's um, like riding the, a bike, mate. You never forget. You never forget, but you certainly get worse. <laughs> yes, unfit. true, true. Um, and there's a lot of big hills on the way. Back. Yeah, I was going to say going home is worse <laughs> yeah. for you, getting up Peppard Road. Yeah, but I that's possibly a long term aim for me, but cycling along. Uh, Vasten Road around that roundabout which I, I've spoken to cyclists about and it's got a very very high level of accidents involving cyclists So, but you're only going to be turning left oh no you're talking about the one by the station yes sorry my mistake yeah um, that's why you should use the new pedestrian cyclist bridge yes but I yeah. think you still have to don't you still have to come off that on into that roundabout to get to the I town? can't I think remember that's what I'm certainly I've Certainly, I've spoken to the cycling yeah. group. I, I don't know the exact route because I've never done it, but certainly, I've spoken to the cycling group, and they say that roundabout is very dangerous for people coming into town, mm. and they they are really pushing for that whole bit. The I Vassar, yeah. the IDR, they they basically say it's, it experienced cyclists get alarmed by cycling down there, and so people like me. When I when I used to cycle up to our old Thiel office, I used to get incredibly alarmed going over that M4 roundabout. You didn't cycle on the roundabout. Oh, I did. Yes. Yeah. Tom, my God, oh, it's my like God. a death wish. Yes, it really is. Oh, I can't even I... drive round that. <laughs> I get confused. Junction, junction twelve, that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's the eleven that. Really oh yeah, no, not that one. No. Junction twelve, really bad. for a cyclist junction. But then I realised there's a little there footbridge not... further further by across. Ikea. Yeah, it's an incredible cycle up. It's like <laughs> up to the top, and you've got to hope no one's coming the other way. Yeah. Otherwise, you're done for. Especially when you've got the little clippy in yeah. boots. Generally but, speaking, the cyclists of Reading say lots could be done, and they they will be they will be one of the groups consulted about because um, it's a very obvious thing yeah. to reduce traffic is to to improve cycling. They were talking about Waltham Forest in London, which apparently has been transformed by big investment um, into into cycling facilities and that's a yeah. great reduction in in cars and pollution and, and feels like we should send someone to Waltham Forest to have a look anyway thanks you surely like yeah park and ride kind of shuttle bussy type thing because what you spend on yeah. parking in the town centre each day if yeah. you could get a shuttle bus for two quid absolutely yeah I'd, that you'd save a fortune yeah and, yeah, and uh, I, would, I would certainly get the bus if 
if if, if I could, didn't have to either arrive an hour early or, or 15 minutes late. So, that's But there's lots of people in your shoes probably yeah. mm. who are doing shift work or yeah, have to don't bring finish. lots of stuff to work or, or aren't physically able to yeah. cycle or walk distances and things. There'll yeah. always be the exceptions. Buses, uh, buses are largely brilliant and... Um, and, um, and the, the, the council and ready buses are always looking to improve. Um, we've, we've done stuff before about the buses in the Cavisham area not being used enough and that, that thus being reduced and things like that. So that's something that we will be consider, I'm sure will be considered. Mm. Um, but the, the, the sort of aim is to try to get people not to drive into, into yeah. town. And um, that there will never be no cars because that's just not realistic. But if other facilities are improved um, and provided uh, then that would be the way to, to reduce car use the other problem is as I stress many times during this briefing is they've got no money <laughs> and so so there's gov- they have to apply for government grants to do things which, which provide you know that takes time takes time and you have to provide evidence and all that sort of stuff um, so it's not a, it's not going to be a quick quick fix um, but we'll see what comes back, and we'll see the plan. The plan's due to, due to go out for consultation next spring, um, and we'll see what happens there. I'm sure there'll be some very interesting and innovative yes. things um, which happen. And I asked them if um, if uh, everyone came back saying we don't want a congestion charge, whether they bin it, and didn't really perhaps get a, a, a yes or no answer. But it certainly would be would be considered but then they, they did say we have to still consider everything so it's kind of yeah maybe thanks very much Hugh lovely stuff well explained as ever um, now uh, we move on to our random question the random question now who's got the mug me Rach good what is our random question this week? Random question is: What was your f- the first nightclub that you went to in Reading? Oh God! Valbons, <laughs> New Valbons in Caversham. Well, I, I've heard of this place a lot. We talk about it a lot. I still have yeah. no idea. You'll never experience I'll never know. the wonder. D- did you say that was where the spice oven is? Yeah, it's just. Right on the traffic wow. lights in Caversham, where the spice oven is now. Um, I can't remember how young we were. What was so good about it? it you could go in there when you were 40. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> right, which so explains we why it's not say, there anymore. When I walk around now and I see groups of teenagers and I think, oh, God, you all think you're like so unique, but you all look the same, <laughs> with the same clothes and everything. But when I look back to when I was... 15, 16, whatever, and me and my girlfriends all used to turn up at Nouveau Bonds every week, all with our uh, red level platform shoes, um, small black skirts, and some sort of satin, jewel covered coloured shirt, uh, all looking exactly the same. Exactly the same. The same. <laughs> We're like, oh, oh, right, that's how it's always been. It's just different sets of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it, that is a very salient point. My first nightclub was. 
Utopia in Calcott. Oh God, yes. A subject I enjoy talking oh, you about love very Utopia. much. But on the subject of clothing, do you go and stand in IKEA now and be nostalgic? Yeah. And this is where I used to Turn stand. The <laughs> I try and get people going again. Yeah. Can I get a whoop whoop? Yeah. Um, and but do you remember, Tom, when 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 you were young, you used to go to nightclubs dressed as if you were going to either work or, <laughs> yes. or yes. a wedding. Yes. You'd wear like a smart shirt, <laughs> proper trousers and yep. smart shoes. I do. <laughs> I remember when I used to go, when we, I think my, the first, my first wedding nightclub was probably Yates's. And I definitely used to go Does in. Does count as a nightclub? It used to. It did, because they used to. Outstanding, remarkable yeah. institution yes. of Reading. <laughs> Does not get the praise it deserves for its business success. <laughs> it, um, yeah, used to go, yeah, black shoes, jeans, shirt. Jeans? Oh. Jeans were... Or chinos, I suppose. Chinos. chinos. I used to wear like, black trousers like I would wear <laughs> to work. Going to an interview. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be off clubbing now. Yeah. I could be, yeah. <laughs> Looking yeah. very jazzy. Yeah. Um, just trying to look old, yeah. and you know, if you knew you were going out for a for a um, night out at Utopia on the Friday, you wouldn't sh- maybe not shave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bit of designer stubble. Yeah, yeah. Nice. A bit of beard, make anything that makes you look older. Um, the when you say not shave at like fifteen, that's like for the three weeks <laughs> in the run up to it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. To get a bit of bum fluff. I might go to a nightclub sometime <laughs> this year. Um, <laughs> But we poor Tom. That's how you still thing, are. Yes, that's it. That's it exactly. <laughs> the worst thing about Utopia was that um, it was a, it, looking back on it, it wasn't in the middle of nowhere. It was just on the outskirts yeah. of Reading, but it felt like it was in the middle of nowhere. And um, you'd stand in the queue, aged sixteen, seventeen, whatever you were, and you think, if I if if they ID me and they don't let me in, I'm gonna have to stand here and phone my mum to come <laughs> pick me up, <laughs> and take me home. Um, <laughs> And you get more and more nervous, and you do little tricks, wouldn't you? Like pairing up with someone you think oh, yeah. standing next yeah. to someone who yeah. you, you think looks younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> like my mate John, who's about five foot two and uh, still can't grow a beard. Like, John, come on! <laughs> I can't understand why they didn't ever just ID everyone. What I don't, what was going, what was going on yeah, in those days? Oh, killjoy! Where's oh, the fun in that? Well, yeah, we in in Bratton, we had one night. Well, we had we had for a little while. We had. Uh, I think it was called Frisco Jacks, I think, which was under the under the uh, Point Cinema. Oh right. Um, so there was that, and that I, as growing up as a kid, there was always like this like this thing. So I never knew what it was. I had no idea what used to go on there because I just used to drive by it and wonder what it was. But then, as I was old enough, we that had closed by this point. So all we had was um, this ever changing named nightclub under um, under the High Street car park. Which was like next to a gym, and you just it was it was an Indian restaurant for a while, and then it became a nightclub, but then it just forever smelt of Indian food, which was oh, actually quite nice. It was, <laughs> it was um, but I, I, I seem to yeah. One of its incarnations, it was banned from playing music. Yes, it was. I remember. <laughs> oh, Rick, I remember. That is a good club. Yeah. And um, I think maybe that's where the silent disco originated. Yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. People going there with their walkman. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember. Um, I think probably the first nightclub I ever went to was uh, Eternity in Woking, which we may have spoken about last oh, week. I've been there. Um, I've been there, yeah. It was next. It had a, next to a bowling alley as well, surprisingly, and it had a rather unfortunate name that people used to call it, which I can't. Um, oh, was it rude? Yeah, it was rude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eternity, and that, yeah, it was. I mean, it was rubbish. Oh. It was, I, but anyway, random question. Was well there done. not one at Copied Beach? Yes, but that was for that was yeah. for your uh, more mature. Yes, 
We ended up in there a couple like of times after, now, after mean? working at times, Christmas parties, <laughs> due to the fact there was nowhere else yes. to go. Um, it was rubbish. That was for your more mature um, gentleman and lady. Like us now, you mean? Yeah, basically. I yeah. remember we were there after one Christmas party once, and... Um, Someone requested the Baywatch music. <laughs> it was Tom. He loves wasn't there. that song. It wasn't there. <laughs> but um, the DJ was like, "All right, yeah." And then the next thing I know, the next thing you know, instead of the actual song, the famous song, it was a <laughs> Kenny G style saxophone. <laughs> and all about thirty odd people in there were all like. What? This isn't it. <laughs> what is this? Why so yeah, this, this, this was this was symptomatic of most of the nightclubs where I grew up. In, in the, there was also Pantiles, which I remember, which was quite famous, out Camberley. towards Bagshot, Camberley Way, and is now ironically an old people's home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was the sort of place your mum and dad went to. That had been there for that long. But all I remember that, that all of these old nightclubs around where I grew up were the, the, there were never anyone in there. It was always like 30 or 40 people. It was always a real small amount of people, and yeah. it's no wonder that they uh, didn't quite survive. Did you ever go to level one, Rach? Yeah, the of notorious course. notorious level one. There was one. one in Chatham Street Car Park. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good life rule, isn't it? That don't go to nightclubs built to the side of Car Park. Yeah, I, I think that's I rule, never rule went one. to RG1, though. I'd always regret that. I don't that. think I ever went there either. Washington <laughs> Heights. Yeah. Because it was, it, it was so prominent. You always think, wow, I bet it's amazing in there. Mm, and it had those pillars out the front, yeah. didn't it? It looked quite quite, quite classy, special. I don't think I ever went in there. I think I went to level one. I was rather terrified by it. Um, it had a bit of a rep for some doorman. Old, <laughs> let's say old school doorman. Um, right. And people getting beaten up, essentially, by, by the uh, bouncers. I think I only went there once. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll, we'll wrap it up for this week. Um, Marvellous stuff. Um, hopefully we'll talk less about nightclubs next week. It feels like sometimes that's all we talk about. I think we just use this podcast to just relive our youth. Yes. Because <laughs> we're all so old and boring. Yeah. <laughs> if I talk about what I actually do now, yeah. like, you know, watching Love Island and uh, cooking the tea, then that's be really boring. Thanks, guys. Here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with us. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, I'm not going to read out the usual preamble, not preamble, postamble. Is there such a thing as a postamble? There is now. Oh, there we go. Made it up. Um, that's all from us this week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Real Reading podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant, Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.